Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Lifelong Learner with Matt and Janesh. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Lifelong Learner. So today it's a little different. Um, we don't have our friend Matt with us, but we have another friend, a special guest, Dr. Ben Cavosso, here today. I'm going to miss Matty, hey? <laughs> I was hoping he was going to be here. I know, he was supposed to. Yeah. Um, he had some um, last minute dental, dental work that he needed to get done. Um, we'll leave him to tell you a little bit more about that on the next episode. Um, but before we dive in, uh, I'm going to introduce you, Ben. Um, mm. You'll have quite the quite the rap sheet here. So, Ben, at the age of 23, uh, you opened up a health practice, which shortly after that, within seven years, grew to be four health practices and being one of Australia's largest uh, leading allied health practices with a radiology company being... Is it one of the... Largest bulk billing in Victoria. So one of the first in regional Victoria to regional. do bulk billing. Yep. Yeah, awesome. And then over the four practices, you had 35 staff that, um, that was turning over close to $4 million a year. For those listeners that know, that's a, that's not an easy feat when you've got four separate locations and a team that size to mm. be... Uh, and what years was this? Because this is not like now. What years? Mm. I, I have got... I have got... One of those timelines. Yeah. Just, I can't see. Yeah. So I have no idea. It could have been last year. Or yeah. It could have been 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm going to throw a number out like we sold about nine years ago. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And then, um, and also, Ben, you've, um, you're one of Australia's leading. Australian um, mindset coaches for businesses that specialise in owners, entrepreneurs, uh, organisational leaders, their chiefs, and over the last four years, mm-hmm. um, you've coached over 2,000 hours, 50, 50 workshops, written a book, which I highly recommend, called Life CEO. Uh, it's all got to do with this niche of your life's work, and mm-hmm. it's something that we're going to dive into a little bit more today as well. Um, and Yeah. I mean, and also, um, I'm humbled and privileged to call you a friend as well. Yeah. Um, a mutual acquaintance, uh, which Ryan will be on the show at some point too, uh, introduced us a couple of years ago. I think we feel like we, we heard about each other for a long time before we actually met. I reckon that's right. Yeah. And I remember when we first met, we met down at Ryan's holiday house. Yeah. And we went for that run. Yeah. And you, and I, you and I went for the run, mate. And that was... That was a, one of my highlights. Like seriously, it's been one of my running highlights. Was you and I running that early morning, you know, those back roads yeah. down at... Uh, Venus Bay. Venus Bay, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so that was kind of where I feel like I connected with you when we did that run together. Yeah, that was good. It was, um, yeah, we had a weekend away with a few mm. people and um, yeah, that was awesome. Mm. Yeah, seems like so long ago now, huh? I don't know. Like maybe two, How long? Ago. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, that, that, those memories kind of blur into that kind of yeah. line. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. So we're going to... Sorry, go on. That was good. It was yeah. just... It was good. Uh, you know, for me, one of the things, and I often coach on this, is to uh, having conversation around making the time and the space to hang around with like-minded people, mm. people that uh, lift you up, people that champion you, but people that also piss you off a little bit, people mm. that, that challenge you, ask you to think a little bit differently. Yeah. 
Uh, and so that group that we went down with that day, uh, that weekend, was was that kind of group, right? It definitely you know, was. Yeah. And I cooked rabbit. I was the chef for the yes, weekend. Yes, were. That's right. I you cooked had, all the meals. You cooked all the meals. And, and we had you, rabbit. You paired all the uh, the beverages to go with the meals that's as well. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Memories coming back. Yeah. That was good. Um, so, uh, so first tip, listeners, uh, if I was to coach you, coach you on this podcast journey that we're going to go on, is find some time to hang out with some like-minded people that lift you up, though. Mm. You know, sometimes we hang around with people that keep us playing at a, well, I hate to say, but maybe a lower level. Yeah. You know, uh, find some people that kind of that champion you and have you leave, leaving just a little annoyed, a little mm. bit challenged, mm. wanting yeah. to do something bigger or better with your life. Because that group definitely was that. Like, yeah. It was very eclectic. It was very uh, like-minded, but we weren't, we weren't all going to agree with each other. Like minded but not alike. Yeah. And we were happy to let each other know that no, I don't really agree with you mm. on this. And it was okay. Mm. Like you would have a discussion and a healthy debate on it and there was no ill feeling, there's no nothing, right? Mm. And yep. it would have made you kind of think, Oh, yeah, okay, what about this? Or no, tell me mm. more uh, without mm. like a without putting you down, right? In an uplifting yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, Mark was wrong most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, but yeah, you're right. It's um, and, and you know what too? I think we we also had a diverse conversation. We went from mm-hmm. relationships to money to health to uh, mindset. You know, it was it, we kind of went all over the shop. We went everywhere. I talked about religion, health. Yeah. 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 So. And I think it's a group too, uh, and again, you know, I, I encourage people to find these groups where people don't take themselves too seriously, or more, and more importantly, don't take others too seriously. Yeah. You know, that, and that is that they can they can hear someone else's opinion and not take it seriously and take it to heart and take it personally and have their ego kind of, you know, feel like they've got to go to battle with that opinion. Mm. And, um, you know, I personally have some friends that are like that, but I have some friends that do stay, take stuff personally. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, it can be it can be challenged to have a conversation. You find yourself a little bit reserved and holding back because mm. you don't know what to say. What might tick yes. them off a little bit? Yes, um, because they take other people's opinions seriously. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'm actually looking at starting a group. You're all interested in coming. Actually, it's called the Swag Men. Swag Men. The swag Men. So you've got to have a swag. Okay. If you haven't got nice. one, you've got to go and buy one. Yeah. Uh, and we go away on a, like a Saturday night, late afternoon. We head off, yep. find a spot not too far from Melbourne, mm-hmm. set up our swags, light a campfire. And just talk yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. But a like-minded group of people that champion each other, but must be able to not take each other yeah. too seriously. Oh, that's a care thing yeah. in the current. You look at everyone around you. You might be colleagues. You might be friends, family. Might be partners. Like people take things way too seriously. Yeah. Right. And yes, take things seriously, but there's a line of like too over the line of too serious. Like so you're not going to. It's not going to serve you. Yeah. It's not going to serve you or serve others around you. Yeah. And it's full on at the moment, I reckon, you know, with this whole COVID thing going on and, you know, different politics going on and p- opinions around health and what we know we should be doing as a country and not mm-hmm. doing and people, people have, certainly have a charge around it. Yeah, and they so, do. It'd be cool to hang out with a group of guys that don't have a charge. They might yeah. have a bit of an opinion, but yeah. you know, they don't have a charge over it. So. Yeah. Mm. Mate, I mean, I'll let I you mean, know. Yeah. yeah, let yeah. me know. It was my wife's idea, actually. Ah, so good. Yeah. We were sitting in bed the other day and she said... And, you know, you should get away with some more blokes and do it more often, you know. Why don't you start, like, a group, mm. you know, where you all have swags. Yeah. Oh, great. We'll call it the swag men. Yeah. 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 Sorry, ladies, not involved. <laughs> but it's a Politically bad... incorrect. Oh, no. Yeah, so, there'll be someone listening to this. Oh, 
overcharge yeah. the swag man should yeah. be swag people yeah that's right fair right like, yeah. yeah if they've listened to previous episodes we know they know we're not politically correct yeah. and we'll say hear that whatever yeah. and uh, if you listen you listen if not there's mm. probably more reason they'll probably go oh, I want to listen to the next one right? mm-hmm. right? yeah. the controversy it's like yeah. the news People just yeah. keep turning the news because it's all about controversy. Yeah, they do want us to the next one because the next one we talk about that thing, remember? Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Let's make people. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's going to be hot. Anyway, stay tuned for the next one. <laughs> um, mate, so talking about people and around, and it's actually a good segue with, like, say, your tribe and, like, we were talking about like-minded people, right, and to uplift you. Um, you talk, you do a lot of stuff with your clients about their life's work, right? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we've had, we've talked. Matt and I talked about it a little bit before about balance, and my notion of balance is I personally, and again about being charged. I know some people don't agree with me on this, right? But it happens that I don't agree with balance. I think mm. balance is BS. And then if you're if you're do if you're trying to strive for balance, you kind of you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, and then you're doing both things half-assed, right? I think you can do it all similarly, like with enough same amount of effort as long as it's in harmony, right? So if it's Pulling, I think a friend told me about this analogy of uh, as long as all the uh, it's pulling it's pulling the chariot all in the same direction. Like that was me. I told you. Did you? Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. Uh, you listened. I yeah. did. Right. It stuck with you. If it's pulling the same direction, um, then it's great. But balance, you're pulling in different directions, and I I don't believe in balance. And mm. every time I try to do balance, oh, it fucks me up. Mm. Like I'm either not happy in one area or one area. Like relationships might be going great, but then career shit mm. or vice versa right but then when everything's like kind of well and you fit it all in um so i want to hear good a couple of questions with you so why do you think as society people strive for balance and this notion of oh you need to have work-life balance and where, where did that come from yeah wait well, back to uh me educating you about yes i think yeah. so in uh, my amazon best-selling book <laughs> Life CEO, those take those charge and start doing your life's work, not your busy work. Those on page are, nine. I like, well, I'm going to pause there. For those that are listening, because we've got no video here, Betty's actually looking at the mic as if it's a camera yeah. and showing you the book. So yeah. just so yeah. you get that visual. Oh, that's not a camera. <laughs> yeah. oh. So on page nine, you'll see that illustration, like you're pointing around, like yeah. where all the aspects of your life are pulling in different directions because mm. you're trying versus where they're all in a line and they're yeah. pulling in the same direction. Yeah. Like, isn't it great when you hear that something you're like, oh, you, you retain that. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's good. That's good. What was your question? Why do you think society thinks balance is good? And yeah. where do you think that notion is? And when sometimes the, your friends in your circle or people in your circle might unintentionally pull you down by saying, oh, you're working too hard on that. You're going to finish yourself. You need some balance. Mm. Like, why, do, why is that thing being coined why is balance coined good mm. yeah I'm not sure it's been coined good but there's this there is it's it's like the uh, what's that that cup that everyone's searching for that gives eternal youth the, uh, oh, you know, the holy grail the holy grail yeah, right? you know, it's, everyone's searching for it but no one's ever really kind of found it right? yeah. we're always searching for this thing that maybe doesn't ever exist and, mm. um, and whether it's a good thing or a bad thing but but this pursuit of constantly trying to balance your life is hard work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, so I'm here chatting with you, but right now, sh- should not be with my wife. Like, if this was my last day, would I want to be sitting here mm-hmm. in the room with you? you know? So maybe I should be with Michelle and 
like if that was true then we shouldn't even be at the practice we should be at home with the kids yeah and you know like uh so there's this whole concept of balance how far do you take it mm-hmm. versus doing rather than work-life balance doing the life alignment where you get all the aspects of your life in a line. So, mm-hmm. again, in my Amazon best-selling book, <laughs> life, so, you know, I talk about my five Ps, right? Yeah. And the first P is purpose. Mm-hmm. So if you get really clear on what your life's purpose is, where you're heading, what you want your life to mean, and I know it's a tricky thing, right? And I think about life's purpose as being like a river. That, um, and if you think about the, the visual of maybe the Murray River, you know, it's got, it's got a general direction to it. Mm-hmm. Did you know, by the way, it flows... Up, uphill. Yeah. Yes, right? Yeah. I, always, I always think it would go downward, right? But it actually goes up. I didn't always know that. Someone, the, someone told me that, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> but if you look at it, right, you'll see the Murray River, and if you look at it, it's got a general direction to it. But if you go in close, you can see it's full of twists and turns. Mm-hmm. And so your life purpose, if you kind of look right back and looked at it over the next, you know, 70, 80, 90, 100 years or so, 110 for me, um, uh, you'll see a general direction. Mm-hmm. But if you zoomed in, you'd see the different decades had different directions to mm. it, different there's twists and turns. And so right now, I'm fifty and my life's got kind of a certain direction to it, which is all part of the big overall direction. Mm. The, the mm. life's purpose. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, yeah. So it's okay if you're twenty and you go, but right now my life's purpose is just to make money and mm. pick up chicks and mm. perfect, right? That's yeah. the direction yeah. that you're in. And it's exactly where you're supposed mm. to be. But maybe when you're third, it'll be, hey, it's family and it's, you know, settle down and it's yeah. or whatever it might be. All perfect for whatever your life's purpose is, whatever your river is. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's the overall purpose. But that purpose is achieved through using different vehicles. Mm-hmm. So for me right now, I have a vehicle of being a dad, being a husband, being a coach, being a chiropractor, being a business owner. Uh, these are different vehicles that I use to fulfill my life's purpose. Mm-hmm. When I was 20, I pretty much yeah, had the vehicle of right? me yeah. uh, being a student yeah. and a son and yeah. a brother, right? Yeah. Um, and then as life goes by, you know, some of those things change and new ones come in. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so we use these different vehicles. And these vehicles I'm not trying to balance. These vehicles I'm trying to align so that yeah. when, I'm, when I'm here at, you know, with you hanging out, I go home a better husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a better husband, I make more money. Because mm-hmm. I make more money, I'm healthier. Because I'm healthier, I'm a better coach. And because I'm a better coach, I'm a better chiropractor. Because I'm a better chiropractor, I'm better with you here in this interview. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? So each one feeds the other. Yeah. Yep. So we want our vehicles not to be balanced. Mm-hmm. Not an hour here with you, and an hour with Michelle, and an hour with my kids, and a, but I want them aligned. Mm-hmm. So the time I spend with you makes the other vehicles better. Mm-hmm. Is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Why do you think people potentially? So we always say like fill your fill your own cup before you give everyone else's, right? Like feel like because otherwise your cup's going to be empty. Yeah. Um, why do you think people go? Oh no, or there's a guilt factor potentially, and you might see in some of your clients that go, oh, if I don't spend X amount of time, it's like quantified in like in minutes or mm. dollars or time or money, right? And you go, if I don't spend the same amount of this on this, I'm not doing this one justice. When it's mm. not really the case, why do you, why do you think that is that they they equate that to go if I didn't spend time? Uh, I'd say work at home is a really good good example, right? Like ah, oh, I can't have too many late nights, even though it's actually going to set up potentially your family for something better, or you know by doing more 
later on during the week, you're more present on the weekend, right? Yeah. Uh, but they're not necessarily seeing, potentially seeing it that way. Like, oh, if I just have to finish at five and then be home at 5.30 and then the weekend you're still kind of answering some emails and you're not really there. Mm. So why do you think people go find that heart? Yeah, I think, I think the trick there is do, uh, is, is it should you finish at five mm-hmm. and therefore and you should then hang out with your family and kids and you should you know um, you know go to the kids footy game on the weekend and stuff what do you really want to mm. right because what if your life's purpose is one of the hugest the biggest arms of your purpose is filled mm-hmm. by the vehicle of business mm-hmm. and so that out of your however any hours in a week mm-hmm. let's make it up there's a hundred hours in a week. Mm-hmm. That you spend ninety of those hours mm. working on the business. Maybe that's what you're meant to do, yep. and that is completely in alignment. Yep. One of the, the key principles of a, of a good coach is that we have no judgment. That is, we don't care. I don't care what you want to do. Mm. If you say, "Hey Benny, I want to spend most of my life at work," mm-hmm. okay, great. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Let's coach on that. Yeah. Um, one of the things we do do though is we go. So let's. That's great. Let's just take a step back though and look at your life's purpose and what you want it to re- reflect. Mm-hmm. And on the day that you die, you know, people are standing there and there's some guy delivering the eulogy. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, isn't it? Where they talk, yeah. yeah. That's all. yeah and the guy goes, you know, Janesh. If I was to sum him up, he was just a guy that was blah 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 blah. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. what do you want that guy to say? Mm-hmm. You know, what's kind of the gist of your life? Yeah. Now, if you want him to say he was just an amazing businessman. You know, he certainly changed our economy and, you know, made a difference in, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's what you want him to say, great. Or if you want him to say, hey, he was an amazing dad, mm-hmm. he ran a great business, mm-hmm. he was always there for his family, you know, what do you want this guy mm-hmm. to say? So we take a step back and have a look at purpose and make sure that whatever you are doing, wherever you are deploying your assets mm-hmm. of time and money and energy and sanity, wherever you're deploying those assets, they are building your purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... And you mentioned before too, and I think one of the one of the one of the key ve- key vehicles that we need to make sure we are taking care of mm-hmm. is the vehicle of self. Mm-hmm. Making sure that we are looking after ourselves, our own personal development, mm-hmm. whether it's our physical development, mm-hmm. our mental development, our own spiritual development. Mm-hmm. That we are looking after self. That yeah. self is one of the vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. That, that it's not. We, we don't, I don't achieve my life purpose just through my wife and my family and my business. I achieve my vehicle, my purpose, I should say through my own personal vehicle mm. of me. Yeah. You know, being who I need to be and doing what I need to yeah. do. I had an interesting conversation with a, a friend who, um, can somebody be one of those friends that does take stuff personally, right? And uh, um, and we were talking about, something came up around, you know, making a difference to the planet and changing and impacting lives and stuff. And I said, you know, there are some people that are out there saving the whales mm. and their time would be better spent getting their own house in order, mm. you know. I think it was something around a conversation around, was it around the Black Lives Matter thing? Yeah. You know? yeah. I think that's what it was. And there's all these people that are getting on, on board this whole Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter mm-hmm. issue yeah, their house is in disarray. Mm. Their marriage is in disarray. Mm. They're morbidly obese. Uh, they haven't got a job. And they're out trying to save the rest of the world mm. when their time would be better spent getting their own home in order. Yeah. Yeah. Their house is a pigsty. Yeah. And yet they're trying to clean up the rest mm-hmm. of the world. And by doing, focusing on yourself, I think they're going to be better f- to serve others. Of course. But they don't see it that way, right? No. Well, they, they don't want to, right? They don't because want to. Way better to look out there. I don't want to look back home. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a lot more, it's, it's a lot sexier to go, oh, look, it's out there. I don't want to focus on this. 
even mm. though cause it's counterintuitive it's like oh no 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 I'll give to others instead of as opposed to giving to yourself mm. um, what's something have you learned in the last let's go I know how you like your timelines and you're not that great at it so I'm going to go month last month Mm-hmm. either from taking care of yourself what have you learned that is that you need that is great or that it, that uh, you've learned of oh, lacking that oh, I need to do that more for myself hmm. in terms of what have you learned it can be over a month it doesn't have to be just yeah. this month like what have I learned uh, good question mate um is what happens when I go off script a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I had everything written down. <laughs> now I've got, ah. Um, so what have I learned? I reckon... About taking care of yourself. Look, I'll tell you one of the things that I'm, I'm not, I'm going to make this up sort of as I'm going along here, but uh, I've noticed that I'm sleeping in in the morning. When I say sleeping in, I'm, I'm always up at 5.30, 6 o'clock. Yeah. And I'm on a mission. Yeah. I'm on a mission to do something. Mm. I'm on a mission to go for a swim or a run yeah. or, you know, something, right? And as you know, you know, in this, this half of this year, I've kind of injured my knee, and and so there's been this kind of this first voice that says, "Come on, get out of bed. Yeah. You need to kind of get out, and you need to uh, do um, something. Like see but you can't ride, and you can't run, and you can't do. But just get up anyway, right? Yeah. Um, so when you get up, what do you do? It's, it's, that's exactly right. So I've been getting up, and I've been like, okay, well. I'll make a cup of tea because yep. I can't run. And, yeah. and so um, there's been this real kind of weirdness. And so uh, in probably the last month, I've been kind of laying in bed going, okay, get up. No, no, don't get up. You don't need to get up. You, you're just not running at the moment. You're in a healing phase. Yeah. Um, lay here, yeah. you know, lay here awake, plan your day, think about what's going on, stay snuggled in your bed and, um, and then get up when you're kind of ready to get up. Don't feel like you've got to get up and and do the exercise that you can't do. So question then for you, I'm going to put mm. you on the spot. How long have you been in this healing phase? Um, this snuggling bed? I reckon for a month. Yeah. I reckon yeah. for a month. So before that, it was, uh, you know, I was battling with it. Yeah. Like wanting to get up. Yeah. Like I should be getting up. Yeah. Um, now I'll tell you, there is another component to it that I haven't mentioned that, that I had a realisation with the other day was um, I turned our heater down. So at night time our heater was set to go to 16, right? Yeah. So if it got cooler than 16, the heater would come on. Yep. And then at 5.30, the heater would turn on to, uh, up to 20, yeah. right? We've got this beautiful hydraulic heating, so there's no blow. It's just, it's this quiet warmth yeah. that kind of trickles through the house. Anyway, so I turned it, so it would come, would come on to 6.30. And so it's hard to wake up. So it's hard, right? <laughs> so I'm laying in bed, there's this conversation going on around, oh, you don't need this. Yeah. And I'm going, that's a bit freaking cold, yeah. right? And so um, I uh, I realised that the heater was not was not warming the house. Yeah. It was that's why I was also staying in bed. Yeah. Um, so a couple of days ago, I, I changed the heater setting, so it's now warmer. So I had my first nice. warm morning this morning. Nice. What time did, was that? Early morning? Or was it was like a snuggle in bed morning. It was still early. I was, I, I was up early, but I had a cup of tea, and a piece, <laughs> of, <laughs> piece of toast. Um, <laughs> so and so just before uh, we started talking, we were talking about. Just consistency on how to like do the little one percenters that aren't that really interesting to get you back to running, right? Yeah. So, and I'm just throwing out there as a suggestion and totally putting you on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the mornings when you go, Oh, can I go to bed? Should I sleep in? Should I just think through my day? Could you potentially go, Oh, to get up and potentially run in a month, 
by getting up and doing those little yeah. hip exercises. That's a good point, mate. Very good point. Um, and so I did do that <laughs> about four months ago. Um, I, I was getting up and doing my rehab exercise for about a week and a half. And then um, I've got a, you know, I've got this thing where I have to in, really enjoy it, right? So I was yeah. listening to podcasts at the time while I was listening to it. And then I got kind of sick of listening to podcasts. And, and, um, but you are right. Oh, yeah. You know what? And I'm going to have a go at that tomorrow. Actually, yeah. no, I've got the walk and talk with Rhino tomorrow. Yeah, so, so here's one of the things, mate, which is, again, worth your listening, listeners thinking about is consistency and ritual mm. and the parallel. So Ryan and I, I think it's about six years ago, yeah. we, we, wanted, we were going to catch up and do this. Uh, we were running a, doing this program together. <clears throat> and so we were catching up every Wednesday and, and mm-hmm. having this walk and uh, this talk. Yeah. He would sit in his office, I would sit in my, in my office, and over the phone we'd have this conversation. And then it's kind of evolved. And so now for six years, every single yeah. Wednesday for six years at six o'clock, yeah. he and I uh, get on the phone to each other and we talk for an hour. Mm. And we kind of defrag. We talk about our wives and our kids mm. and we talk about you know, the economy. We talk about COVID. We talk about everything. We kind of solve the challenges of the world yeah. uh, for an hour every week. So it's, it's, I think it's kind of a therapy mm. session for both of us. Yeah. Um, uh, but again... You know, uplifting, positive, championing. Mm. You know, don't take yourself too serious yeah. conversations. And so, for particularly, I think for men, uh, and and I think for women too, uh, we need to we need to make that time mm. to have some kind of ritual like that where we mm-hmm. do get to defray for the week. Yeah. Um, so, do you have that? Yeah, um, probably with uh, probably with Matt. I think. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time we kind of shoot the breeze like pre and post recording yeah um probably not as ritual and consistent as the six years mm. but I think there's definitely value in it mm. value in it and also doing it in a uh, in a uh, constructive like not a destructive way it's not like I think a lot of um, men would go oh let's just go get shit faced together yeah. right and then bitch and moan and the next morning you're like oh I'm hungover and mm. probably not now because the pubs are closed but Mm. Um, yeah, it's just, it's like, oh, okay, hold on. That's not really, yeah, you did. You kind of caught up with the friends and you had that conversation, but it's not, it's not really a constructive way of doing it. Yeah. It's not, I don't think it's a, a um, instinctual for, for males to do that, I think. Yeah. 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 It's good to have a conversation where there is some growth. You know, this is kind of the difference I talk about between friend tour and mentor. Mm. You know, a friend tour is someone you catch up with and you have a get used to the pub and you have yeah. laughs and you, you know, carry on. And it's good, right? And yeah. nothing, nothing wrong with that. But there's no growth at the end mm. versus a mentor or someone that you catch up with. And, and like I said, they champion you, but they're a bit annoying as well. Mm. You know, they ask you to play a bigger game, whether yeah. it's in your relationships, health, whether it's in, you know, your exercise rituals, whatever it might be. Um, there is this kind of challenging component to the conversation, mm. and I think we need a mixture of both friendships yeah. and mentors. And mentors you can you can get right; they're, they're free, but you can pay for them as well. Mm. That's part of why clients come to me; mm. they want a mentor. Mm. Yeah, they want you to ask that uh, those hard questions, right? They know yeah. what else is potentially asking. Yeah, yeah. So, and hopefully, some of the conversations, uh, and I know, not hopefully, I know that some of the conversations you have on this podcast that people will listen to challenge them a little bit annoy them a little bit ask them to start thinking about their life and yeah. play a bigger game right I think that's that's the notion of it it's like when Matt and I started it it was like we we're always learning right? mm. when we first started the podcast I had no idea how to do a podcast what do we what do we record with what do we do what are we learning like mm. we're learning and if you look at things 
It's really interesting. If you look at things that you can learn every day, it just changes the way you look at things. Mm. Right? Even just before we were talking about the platform that we pushed the podcast mm. through, mm. right? I think it's yeah, it's a interesting. Do you see that with your clients in terms? Obviously, they're coming. They're open to learn because they're coming to you, mm. right? Do you see the ones that are like half open? And what have you learned from them? Like, what I mean by half open, they've come to you because they want to go, but then they don't really want to learn. Mm. They're like, you know what, I'm coming to... Uh... I spoke about this last night in my um, uh, Mind Lab workshop. So we run a workshop. So part of our chiropractic practice, we we uh, we take an integrated plan. So we know that, you know, as chiropractors, we look after people physically. Mm. We're going to give them exercises to do. We're going to do adjusting to their spine. But we know that if we're going to get the best result ever with a client, we need to look at their chemistry. Mm-hmm. How are they looking after their body as far as you know their body's chemistry? And there's two two ways we look at chemistry. One is chemistry is the food they're eating, mm-hmm. but two, what they're doing with their mind. You know, are they constantly stimulating adrenaline and cortisol in their body? This chronic fear state that we're, mm-hmm. we're running around with. And so last night, uh, so for our clients, we run two workshops about how to eat better and how to think better. Mm-hmm. So last night was Mind Lab workshop. And uh, we had a conversation right at the very beginning that, you know, tonight I'm going to show you how ways that you can be wealthy, mm-hmm. ways that you can deploy your assets of time and money and energy. And as a result of doing those, at the end of the week, the month or the year, you're more wealthy, mm-hmm. more wealthy in your relationship, more wealthy in your bank account, more wealthy in your career, more wealthy in your health, that for the investment of the time and money and energy and sanity, you've got more, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Who would like that? Yeah, everyone, you know, on the Zoom call. Yeah, 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 that'd be great. Okay, the challenge is though that most of you have got behaviours right now that serve you. If you don't, you might not like them, mm-hmm. but you get something from them because we as humans never do anything that doesn't serve us in some way. It's impossible to self harm mm-hmm. unless um, unless you, you can self harm yourself um, as long as you get something out of doing the self harm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. There's a lot of people that might knock on the door and say, "Hey, I want help." But deep down, they get something out of what their current behaviour is. Yeah. So we just got to get them connect with whatever they're getting out of that current behaviour and say, do you, do, you, do you want that thing? And if you do, well, how else could we get you that? Mm-hmm. Do you have to do it this current way? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, getting that, that we always do things for a reason. Yeah. 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 What is, you would you say, and... Um, Again, a little bit off script. I'm going to change the question oh. a little bit. I asked you before, so I gave Ben the questions before, like a little, a few, and I'm like, oh, well, we'll see how we go. But then the, the conversation kind of gone in different directions, which is great. Yeah. So I asked you before about what has been your biggest lesson um, in business as a whole, right? Because um, you'll answer that one, but I'm more interested in what has you been your biggest lesson um, as a coach that you've learned, that you personally have learned. Mm, that's a good, like that's a you really see good question. I don't know about the answer straight away. You do know. Yeah. Love it. Um, the answer is to um, is to is to make sure that you leave you out of the room mm-hmm. and that you're there to serve your client. And uh, and in serving your client, one of the most powerful things you can do is stay uh, is stay in the boat with them, not let them off the hook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, tell, I told a story, the same story last night that I had a coaching client who came to me some years ago. She was an old lady, 75. And uh, I walked out to the reception area and she was, you could see she was grumpy. Mm-hmm. She just, she was stinky, right? Yeah. And uh, so I walked out and said, oh, you know, Mary, come on through. And so Mary came through and she was huffing and puffing. And she sat down in my chair, in the coaching chair, and 
I said to Mary, how, how can I help today? She said, well, I don't want to be here. I go, oh. She said, no, nah, I don't want to be here. My neighbour, she thinks you're God. She said, you know, that I should come and see you and she's paid for me to be here, so I'm here. I go, oh. Well, if you don't want to be here, I mean, I've actually got, I got other stuff to do. Mm-hmm. We just tell her you came and mm-hmm. you can go. You can go and do some stuff and I'll do the yeah. stuff that I need to do for the hour. So in that moment, I stayed with her. I didn't kind of, you know, it would have been easy for me to go, oh, no, 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 no. No, you, you should be here. It's important. Yeah. I am God and whatever. Yeah. Right? Um, I, 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 I was, I bought, I left me out of the room and went, look, it's all good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here for you if you want me, but if you don't, you can leave. Yeah. I gave her choice, right? Because mm. the reason she was huffing and puffing is she felt she believed there was no, no choice, choice no, right? She yeah. had to be there because a neighbour made her come. I said, "You can go." Anyway, she decided to stay. I said, "So how can I help?" And she said, "Well, you know, if I'm going to stay, you can help me." Yes. Well, I, I need to know when's the best time to inject the nebutol <laughs> to kill herself, right? Yeah. I know your life. She's dead serious, right? Yeah. And I said to her, "Cool, let's coach on that." Mm. Yeah, mm. stayed in the boat with her. Mm. And what we did coach on, of course, is choice. Mm-hmm. So here's a lady that's got a drug that to where she could kill herself, mm-hmm. and uh, she couldn't make the decision when to inject it. Mm. Right? She wanted someone else external to her to make the decision because she believed she had no choice in the matter. Yeah. She needed someone else to tell her. So we coached on choice for the hour. It was one of the most powerful coaching sessions that I've ever done. Uh, simply because I stayed in the boat with her. Mm. You know, I wouldn't let her off the hook. And one of the things I didn't let her off the hook with was that her life is 100% her responsibility. And I've got to tell you, she said some stuff with me in that room that was horrific. Mm. Like, as a little girl, the yeah. things that happened to her, just mind-blowingly horrific. So I could guess, right, where, you know, when stuff that dramatic happens to you where you could create some meanings around the world, mm. but we know people that have some pretty horrific stuff that happens to them mm. and they become empowered, they become mm. stronger and fitter and faster because of the stuff that happens. Again, this comes back to we live in a meaningless world that we're constantly putting meaning Me to. Too. Yeah, it depends right. on what, what meaning you put to it. So right? she had some stuff and she put a meaning to it. She was response-able. Mm. not saying that she was to blame, really importantly, mm. people listening to this get that I'm not saying anyone that has stuff that happens to them is to blame for it, mm. or that it's their fault. But they are response-able, mm. yeah? And so we coached around choice, we coached around being response-able, mm. being 100% responsible. Like, and tough session, right? When she shared some of that mm. stuff, I had to stay in the boat, yeah. I had to stay with the principle, mm-hmm. that may actually not be true, but yeah. it's a model that I'm used, yeah. right? That you're 100% responsible. Anyway, she got up at the end of the session, and she, I remember, still remember her reaching for the door handle. And she turned and she said, you know, I didn't want to be here today. Mm-hmm. But I've got to tell you, this has been the best hour of my life. It's mm. pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and I get emotional about it every time I think about yeah. it. Because, you know, I just saw this shift in her. Mm-hmm. And she was so stuck, been stuck for 75 years. Anyway, I get a card from her the next week. I didn't see her again. Uh, because part of her challenge was she didn't have access to money. Um, and But I got a beautiful card from her thanking me for the session and I didn't see her again until three years later and she came back into the clinic and yeah. she was a totally different woman. Yeah, wow. And she said, you know, that, that session completely changed my life and, you know, I left and, you know, I made heaps of changes. I realised mm-hmm. that I could make choice and, um, 
she left the relationship that she was in and and a totally different woman mm. and all that becomes from the question you asked me which mm. is stay in the boat with people mm. you know mm. don't let them off the hook yeah you know get yourself out of the way yeah um, and be there for your client mm. be there for your friend yeah 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 so how do you think so i could imagine um coaches that are potentially starting out like instinctly like not intentionally but just because they maybe subconsciously bringing themselves in into mm. a session, right? How do they not do that? They, yeah, they'll be with them and they want the best for their client, but how do they not bring themselves in? Yeah. And get let their ego to step aside because yeah. I think it's, you hear a lot of coaches and man, I talk about it off offline a lot, you're like, this is just, they're just portraying them to the client. I'm like, that's not necessarily that person's best way to do it, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, look, it's so tricky. It comes back to, again, not taking yourself and others too seriously, right? Yeah. Like, just getting that game, that life is just a game and, we, you know, there's so many different rules on how you can choose to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's one thing. I think, too, um, is, is, is really understanding when you do start to bring yourself into the room mm. uh, and so I have a, a conversation with my clients up front that there's mm. kind of there's three key rules three key rules and there's a distinction the three rules are everything's confidential mm-hmm. like totally no one gets to hear yep. you know the specifics of who you are and what we talk about number two um, there is no judgement I don't care I don't care what you've done I don't care what you want to do mm-hmm. I don't, really don't care I'm just here to get what you want yep. number three let's always have useful conversations rather than interesting ones mm-hmm. Let's make sure that, you know, you're spending good coin to see me. Let's yeah. make sure that you leave here with some change. That we're, I'm not here just for a chat, a catch-up, yeah. and to hear you bitch and moan. So let's make sure they're useful, not interesting. And then the distinction is um, that, that I'm here to coach you, but there's going to be times where I may want to give you some mentorship, mm-hmm. which is where I'll bring an opinion in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You might ask me, you know, so what's the best way to build a website? Or what's the best way to market? Or what's the best way to sell? Or, you know, um, how do I start? you know, the conversation with my wife around our relationship or, you know, whatever it is, right? And so I'll be very clear with you that I'm moving out of coaching into mentorship. Yeah. That this is an opinion and it could be totally wrong. Mm. I'm just making this up. This is the model that I use. Yeah. Uh, And so with clients, I'm very clear Mm. on the distinction of when we're coaching and then when we've shifted out of coaching into mentorship. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I have that up my sleeve. Yeah. So if, if they ask a question that I think, it's not so much a co- doesn't need a coaching answer, but mm-hmm. needs a mentorship answer. Yeah, and I'm careful with the client that they understand that it's an opinion. Mm. I'm like, this has worked for me. Correct. Yeah. 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 Mm. Oh, interesting. Mm. Yeah. Like we've, um, I thought when we started that episode, we talked about, but we've gone through so many. It's like you've like you've summarized the last probably unknowingly like the six episodes. Wow. It's really really good. Like consistency. Uh, fear uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff which has been awesome mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. really good yeah um, if uh, before we fully wrap up wrap it up we're not, we're we're not wrapping up are we not yet oh, not yet soon soon hours soon I know <laughs> that's why that's, um, I think you said uh, and, uh, we shared it a couple of weeks ago when you put on your uh, three things Thursday like our conversations the podcast is it's not formal it's just a it's just a really casual chat, as if we were. We'll probably have the same conversation um, mm. if we were having a coffee or we a beer would. or whatever, Correct. right? It's like yeah. um, exactly. I actually considered right, but, but I realise I've got a coaching client, 
at like two o'clock, I actually considered getting a bottle of red and a couple of glasses. I've actually got the red and the glasses oh, out the back. I know. And I, if the time slot was different, I was going to bring it in. You know, right? just, like, oh. just, for, just for a bit of fun, you know, yeah. right? to be sitting here with a glass of red and doing it. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway. Um, what's fun. something um, you want to leave our listeners with? Something to, like, yeah. a lasting thought to. Um, to make them ponder, to make them think about, to challenge them this week? Yeah, so a great question. I, I would say, uh, and everyone's heard this before, knowledge is not power, it's the application of that knowledge that's power. Insights aren't power, it's the application of the insight that's powerful. So um, if this has been a useful conversation rather than just an interesting one, mm-hmm. and uh, and the, whoever's listening to this has gone, wow, that was really useful. It only really becomes useful if there's change. And for things to change, they can't happen while they're sitting in the car there listening to this or mm-hmm. sitting in the lounge chair listening to this. The world must become different. Mm-hmm. Right? There must be some physical, measurable change in the world. So what I would ask them is this. If they got some insight about their life or they learned something and they think, Do you know, I should make that call. Or, I beg your pardon. I could make that call. Uh, or I could, you know commit that money or I could have that conversation with my partner or I could you know something Mm -hmm. that they actually do it and they don't decide to think about doing it Mm -hmm. and to plan about doing it but they actually when when they when they finish listening to me and and we wrap up that they actually do something immediately Mm -hmm. like immediately Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. that that there is a call made an email sent that there is a letter sent that they go and buy the thing, whatever it is, but that there is some physical change in the world mm-hmm. as a result of this conversation. Yeah. Otherwise, this conversation just becomes interesting. Yeah, and meaningless. They, you know, and then they move on to the next podcast they want to listen to in the list of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same deal when you read a book. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go, wow, that's cool, do something about the mm-hmm. cool thing. Yeah. Make it a useful thing rather than an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Mate, where can um, where can people find you? Uh, if they want to be in so touch, drbencarbosso.com uh, yep. is awesome. my website. Yep. Um, but you and I briefly we spoke about something called Thrive Boardroom, which I yes. which I watched, and I, yeah. I thought I'd uh, uh, shame unshamelessly give it a play no. because so, I, I launched it because of this whole COVID thing. Yeah. Uh, and we we decided that we weren't going to participate, and that sounds kind of a bit arrogant around the COVID thing, but. We decided that we there was enough bad news out there around mm-hmm. COVID that we weren't going to perpetuate mm-hmm. the bad news. So we didn't put any COVID stuff on our website. Mm-hmm. We didn't Facebook talk about COVID. We yep. didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. We just went as business as usual. Right? Yeah. And I was noticing that there was a lot of fear getting built up there in business owners around mm-hmm. COVID. That they were buying into the COVID, you know, the COVID marketing campaign yeah. almost. Right? They were marketing on behalf of COVID nineteen. Yeah. Um, Mate, I have to... we got time, I need to share something yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, This definitely. was horrific. This is like horrific. I don't want to end on something horrific, but I just, I need to share this. A friend of mine, he shared this on his Facebook page this morning, and uh, I read it and I just could not, I just could not believe that there was a school out there that gave this to their students. Uh, so... Uh, he, he posted here um, something about how to breed fear into a population, instill it into the children from a young age. 
I think we can do better at raising the next generation. So their kids were given a song sheet to learn to sing. Mm-hmm. And the song, the, the song is called COVID-19. Here's how the song goes. COVID-19, COVID-19, COVID-19. Uh, news was very scary tonight. The future is not so bright. Invisible killer stalking its prey. My God, you believe this? They're getting kids to sing this in school. Invisible killer stalking its prey. Message was clear. Stay home today. We've been forced into the ring against this pandemic monster thing. Officials set out to control protecting the young and the old. COVID-19, COVID-19. We can't take sides and blame, and it's not fault to shame. Many people die alone, connected to family only by phone. Please stay calm, isolate. Let's be smart, don't congregate. Practice social distancing, penalties applied for not listening. COVID-19, COVID-19. Is that just crazy? News was very scary tonight. The future is not so bright. That's crazy. And it's like, and the kids are so impressionable, right? So they're like, oh, that's the song sheet. I've just been told. Sent home. That's ridiculous. Right? Up and out. So, uh, so based on all that stuff happening, right? And even to that level, um, tell me the notion of Thrive, the idea yeah, the and idea what it is. is. To help people thrive in times of chaos, right? In times of crisis, in t- you know, when things get crazy, there is a real opportunity there. Yeah. So how can we help businesses thrive? Um, obviously, businesses were scared. Uh, they, they can't afford my full coaching. Mm. So Thrive Boardroom is created to make an affordable program for business owners to come together and do exactly what we've been talking about, mm. to champion each other, yeah. to support each other to ask each other to step up and to skill up. Mm-hmm. So step up is um, how do we, it's kind of more a coaching conversation. How do we help you become a better person on, on what you, not just what you do, but who you be? Mm-hmm. Versus skill up is what do you need to do? Yeah. Uh, what are some of the tricks and tips that you need yep. to do to help kind of yeah. look after your business, your life, your relationship, your health? And so Thrive Boardroom is where we get a group of business owners together that support each other with my direction. Um, on thriving in 2020. Mm. Uh, every other fortnight I have a guest come in, a mentor. Mm-hmm. So there's the coaching kind of boardroom part component. And then every other fortnight I have a mentor come on that is an expert in their field, mm-hmm. personal branding, a virtual assistant we've got coming in to talk about virtual assistants tomorrow, um, website design, um, marketing, sales, um, how, to, how to create vitality in your health. Mm-hmm. And so these mentors come and spend an hour with yeah, our clients right. in the boardroom and and coach them through whatever is yeah. their expertise. Yeah. I mean, it's been incredibly powerful. So, how long does this cohort stay together? Forever. Yeah. This nice. is this is your that's this cool. is your board, right? Yeah. yeah that's uh, that very nice. Once a fortnight, you catch up in a boardroom setting yep. and you bring your challenge. And mm. as as a board, we help yep. you resolve your challenge. Yeah. Um, this is this is your tribe that you get to hang out with. Yeah. You know, in the craziness of what's going on out there, you know, once a fortnight, you get to come together with a group mm. of like-minded business mm. owners. That are different though. Mm. They're they're like-minded, but not alike. Mm. You know, so diverse backgrounds, yeah. diverse businesses, um, which creates an incredible environment that people share outside of the industry, right? So mm-hmm. you're in the schools industry mm. uh, in your role, um, but imagine having a lawyer giving you yeah. that kind of perspective, or a yeah. chiropractor giving their perspective, or so a, much an irrigator giving their perspective. So right? much benefit from that. Yeah. Right? So it's a really cool group. Uh, so Thrive Boardroom, um, I will um, I'll give we'll you put the, a link. I'll give you the link. Yeah, so yeah. people are interested. 
um, we've got our next intake starting in the new financial year, yep. so start of July. Yep, next um, week. Yeah. yeah, so uh, if anyone's interested, just kind of follow the links. Yeah, and, great. Yeah, and let us know. And on the website, they can get your book as well? They can get access to my book, they can get access to some free videos, they yep. have the resources, there's, nice. there's heaps of stuff on my yeah. website. Yeah, right. cool. Awesome. Mate, thanks again. This Mate, has thank been you. fun. This oh, has been great. You know, um, you know you're kind of doing the right thing when you finish the thing uh, and you feel better. Yeah. You know, you feel more energized, mm. you feel less tired. So we've been, yeah. we've been talking about it like an hour. Yeah. And I, I feel better than I did an hour ago. Mm. Right. It doesn't feel like an hour. No. Right? Has it, has it been an hour? I feel like it's been like an hour. Close-ish. Yeah. yeah, but it's just gone like so quick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so again, for your listeners, you know, if you finish your day and you're tired and you're kind of mm. feeling worn out, Yeah. Uh, maybe it wasn't such a great day. Maybe you're not doing the right thing. Yeah. But if you finish the day exhausted, like in a really good, like used up, exhausted but alive. Yes. Yeah. You know, like going to bed with a smile on your face yeah. and just collapsing because you yeah. just you feel so used from yeah. just the beauty of the day. Then it's the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so thanks, cool. man. It's right. been great. Awesome. Yeah, right. Really good. Thanks again, team. We'll uh, we'll see you till next time. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Lifelong Learner. If you liked our episode and what you heard, please leave us a review on uh, the platform that you've been listening on. And to find out more about us, please tune in to lifelonglearnerpodcast.com and you can find out some updates about what's happening and get updates on as episodes drop. Thanks again.